baby showers are miserable. <laughs> For people struggling with infertility, they are miserable. It's two extremes. It's either you don't go at all and you loathe them mm-hmm. or you go and you're miserable. So they're miserable. To me, baby showers feel like the worst kind of irony. You know, mm-hmm. like it almost feels ironic or feels just like laughable. Right. Like, right. Right. I want more than anything in life to have a child and I'm going to go to a party where we're celebrating someone else having a child. Right. It just feels like what now? It feels like the, a cruel joke or something like that. Right. It feels like it's in that category. Well, best of luck doing this episode. See how we get through it. (laughs) Welcome back to the Infertility Feelings Podcast, your place to process, cry, and laugh about infertility. We are so happy to have you here, and we really hope you enjoy today's conversation. So I guess the question right in the beginning is why are baby showers so hard? Obviously, it feels like we talked about like a cruel joke or mm-hmm. something like that. But is there something deeper that we could say about that? If you're struggling with infertility, why is a baby shower so difficult? Because it is something celebrated and not only celebrated, gifts, cookies, the food, everything is about a baby. It's about the thing that you want so desperately. Mm-hmm. And also there's a pregnant person in the room that is being celebrated in the front of the class, Mm -hmm. you know, for you to dote and be so excited. And all the conversations are around this person having a baby and babies. And so you get asked or I got asked a bunch of when, when are you going to have a baby and and all that kind of stuff. So it's, Mm -hmm. it's a, it's a feeding ground of uncomfortableness and pain because it is surrounded everything the napkin that you hold in your hand to wipe your face when you're eating the casserole that the grandma made that she's been dying to make since she her her daughter had a grandchild is a baby thing it's a baby something and so you're just inundated inundated by it and what you said too of like it does feel like a cool joke joke to have to then celebrate yeah the thing that you want so badly it feels like if you had a a party that was the theme was like your trauma, (laughs) you know, it was like, yeah, if you've been horribly traumatized by something and then it was like, Hey, guess what? We're, we're throwing a party. And the theme of the party is all the things that have traumatized you in life. Right. It it would just be kind of seemed like miserable. Right. right? I also think too, it's, it's an opportunity where there's this one thing that we want so badly Mm -hmm when we elevate that one thing up so high around us, it really makes us see the, the gap or, or, or the pain, I guess that's there. Right. Like I think, you know, normally on my, in my everyday life when we were struggling, still never able to get pregnant, but you know, say we're in the midst of IVF or something like that. I'm thinking about it a ton, but if you go to a baby shower, all of a sudden the, the gap is further, right? Like the, the, it's celebrated so much around you that you're like, it's just puts a spotlight on the pain, you know, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. it's normally very painful, but also when you're at a coffee shop and no one's talking about pregnancy, you might be able to tune it out for a second or just probably not as painful. Right. Yeah. Focus on something else. But when you're at, when you're at anything that has to do with like kids, especially like feels like baby showers, 
the most insane. Right. It's unavoidable. Like it's, there's this huge gap of being able to think about anything else. Like you mm-hmm. can't, you can't escape of, it. Yeah. You can't escape. Like it. I said, it's on the napkins. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it's everywhere. Okay. Jesse, we'll take us into the thought process of someone who's thinking about a baby shower. Say, okay. Hypothetical. Say you get an invitation to a baby shower and it's not an immediate no, right? Like maybe if it's, there's probably all situations where we're like, well, that's just an immediate no. Right. But it's not an immediate no. Maybe it's like a close friend that you work with or something like that. They're right. Do it at the lunch break and you're like, I might be able to go. What's going through your head? For me, I was filled with dread mm-hmm. because I was constantly wanting to avoid these situations and mm-hmm. I couldn't unavoid them. Yeah. It, they were still happening. The baby showers still came. The birthday parties still came. Yeah. And I think for me, and I think for a lot of people, it fills you with, with a sense of dread of like, oh no, yeah. now here it comes. You know, and I think that that can, for me, it led me to feeling a lot of guilt of like, oh no, I just felt dread over this happy thing for this person, which I'm actually really happy for them, but I'm really feeling sad for me. And this is hard for me. And I just want to avoid all these things. Yeah. And so- I think it can continue in a circle of like, oh, now I feel guilty. Oh, I shouldn't feel guilty. I should feel happy for them. But I kind of feel sad for me. So I feel guilty and I feel, and it's just like kind of already starts that cycle of dread towards the shower. So even physically having a baby shower in, baby shower invite in your hand can already fill you with those feelings or anxiety. Should And then it starts the, should I go? Should I not go? Yeah. Should I, and I think we spend a lot of energy in that space. Mm. When I think we've broken it down very simply, if you should go or not go and how to do that, which I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. But I think that that, I think we spend a lot of time on, should I go? If I shouldn't go, then how am I doing? How would I approach this if I have to go? You know, how would I approach this if I don't go? But we're so focused on, should I go? Should I not go? Okay. Well, that is a good starting point, I guess, is we are making a podcast about infertility and baby showers. Mm -hmm. Should we be making this podcast? Do, is it even like a decision people have to make? Like, it feels like from my perspective, most people are like, nope, yep, not going to go. And it's just like, it's done. There's no room for conversation or no point for the conversation. Right. But I think what I hear you saying is like the invitations, the, it's not going to stop. Right. It's not like you can just avoid it completely. Right. And most people who do get an invitation enter into this. Should I, should I not? Uh, And it's, it's very stressful and very Mm -hmm. overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Maybe there is room for a conversation about having better tools for understanding if you should go, if you shouldn't go. Right. And if you do end up going, how can you go prepared? And I think if you you feel like it's worth it to decide that or what do you mean? Do you feel like, okay, I guess what I'm wondering is, do you feel like we need to address the issue? Like you can't just ignore baby showers as a category, right? Like it's, it's going to invade your world. You can't just say like, Oh, baby showers. Don't ever think about it. Don't ever go. They don't ever bother. Never comes into my world because I've just categorically denied the whole thing. You're saying you can't do that because the invitations are going to keep coming. And if it creates anxiety in you every time, you probably should address it instead of just going, Oh, not a thing. Right. I I don't know if people would necessarily agree. I think some people think I will just cut this out and avoid this pain forever. But I, but can they, I don't think they can. 
I mean, they can try. <laughs> but I'm saying, but yes, but I'm yes. saying, like, you can just say, like, I've made up my mind and kind of put your right. foot down and, like, a little bit be like a little bit like angsty and angry about right. it. But I don't, but when you get the invite from your sister, mm-hmm. I think it bothers you. Like, or you get right. the invite from your really close friend. Right. Or like, a fellow infertility warrior. I've seen this get right. complicated. But mm-hmm. I think at that point, you're like, you're like, frick, like, damn it. Now right. I have to deal with this. Even though previously you've said that you, you're you done and it's not an issue. Right. I think you get the invite and it still sends you into this spiral. Absolutely. So you might as well address it instead yes. of just saying like, oh, no, I ignore all of them. It's not to be like to our listeners, to us, to anyone, but maybe that's like a healthy, <laughs> a healthy realization of like, it's not, not a big deal. It is a big deal. You can't just say, oh, I ignore all of them. And I don't go, ha, not a big deal. It's like. It is. Right. So you might as well treat it like it is. Right. And I have seen a lot of relationships get broken because of this, which we could sit here and talk about like this, the person should be sympathetic to you and they should be understanding and all that kind of stuff. But I do think there is certain people in your life that you would not want to avoid. And, and it's, I just don't think there's a lot of things in life that are an absolute no either a lot of things in life. Yeah. I think a lot of things we, we absolute know it. And then I wonder why we're absolutely knowing it is what are we trying to avoid? We're trying to avoid the pain. We're trying to avoid, you know, being in uncomfortable situations. And I do think there, which we will talk about, there are some times where you need to listen to yourself and protect yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. But what if there's these certain relationships, sister, you know, whatever. And I've someone seen this a you lot. you really love. And you really for. love. And also someone that maybe is struggling with infertility themselves. Like you would, that is going to cause some sort of friction. Yeah. And I just don't think we live in a world where a lot of things are, should be an absolute no. Like yeah. I just don't. And I just don't think that when it comes to baby showers and struggling with infertility, it's that black and white to me. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people try to make it, but I just don't think it's that black and white. Yeah. It feels like there's things in life that we want to just, does that word make sense? Like categorically, like as a category, like I just deny this whole thing, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, I just don't do X, Y, or Z, you know? And it's a gone, not a question, Mm -hmm. but I don't think that that actually matches our experience very well because Mm -hmm. then that thing comes up and then we have tons of emotions about it. So it's like, I don't think categorically we're able to reject these things very easily, you know? Right. Maybe we might be able to say it. It works for like an Instagram post. Right. But when, but in reality, it's more difficult to decide. Right. Right. You know? Right. Or that you're more like, even if you're a hundred percent, no, that it's still something that could make you sad. Let me give you a perfect example. You, yeah. I think I know what you're saying. It's like, if, if you said, oh, I just block out the haters. You know, it's like a very popular, right, like right. just, I don't listen to haters. Someone has some negative say about me. I just don't listen to it. Right. And in a way that like, there's like wisdom there. Right. And like, yeah. can't, you can't listen to all these people who say negative things about you. Right. Or, you know, yeah. Like, I, like totally. However, if you were to say like, yeah, that's just like my thing is I just block out the haters. But then like someone you like know says something mean to you. And like says something negative. <laughs> I just don't know how much that, that like that way of thinking holds, you know, I think it does bother you. Right. And like a, a friend is just like, I just feel like you're trying too hard. And you're like, Oh, I just block out the haters. But <laughs> at night you're like, 
I'm so sad that right. that person said that to me and right. I, I like want to go talk to him and it really does affect you. So I'm just, right. I'm thinking of these things of like where, where we just make huge declarations right? that we don't really mean, but we're saying them out of like, we're trying to protect ourselves mm-hmm. from pain. Yep. When I just don't know if these huge declarations are the best way to avoid pain. Right. But I get that you're trying to avoid pain. Yeah, and it sucks and it's painful. And I do that in tons of areas of my life. Right. But I think probably what is more accurate, trying to be accurate, what's more accurate is to say, like, I'm like terrified when people say, it hurts me when people say negative things about me. Mm -hmm. So I try to stay as positive as I can and Mm -hmm. confront the negative things. That would be better than saying I block out the haters. Right. 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 Same thing with baby showers is like, they're really painful and really scary and it's hard to get an invitation. Right. So I take a lot of steps to protect myself and make good decisions. That to me seems healthier than saying, I just don't go. Right. It's like, yeah, but you, that is too big of a thing. You just say, I don't go. Right. What I think what you're really trying to say is, is terrifying. It's so, terrifying and it's painful. Right. And honestly, I love what you just said, but I, I'm being 100% honest. I'm sitting here a little uncomfortable because I know- Is it because I'm lot- shouting at you? No, no. <laughs> Shockingly, not that. I'm used to the passion. I asked on Instagram a couple of days ago what people bring up, what that brings up. What does that feel like to hear the word baby shower or yeah. to think about that? And a lot of people- just say I don't go. Which is, yeah, just say I don't go. So I'm sitting here almost a little insecure of like being in the infertility community. Like we're trying uh, being whoever we are in the infertility community. I don't know, uniquely native, whatever. But it's like trying to change a narrative. I feel like we're trying to change a narrative and have people have better experiences in life and enjoys in life yeah. when it comes to struggling with infertility. Yeah. And, and I'm almost sitting here like, that was so good, Doug, but I almost have voices in my head that it's like, people are like, no, I just don't go. I just cut it out completely. And there's a part of me that wants to like celebrate them and be like, oh my gosh, good job for you and listening to yourself and listening to your boundaries and whatever. But there's other parts of me that has this like, of like, I want you to live a fuller life when struggling with infertility because you three to five years into this, your life has shrunken down and now what is that? Where does that lead you? I don't know. Does that make sense? I'm almost, I'm almost like insecure to speak because I want, I want people to live a better life when they're struggling with infertility or have a more full life. Maybe that's what I would say. A more full life. And I think that just makes so much sense. Yeah. I'm almost like bringing tears to my eyes. No, that makes so much sense. I don't want anyone. I think we're on the same page. Like we don't want anyone to feel locked in in their life and feel like their life is diminishing, right? Like their, yeah. the, their ability to be connected to their friends and yeah. like live normally out in the world is getting, we don't want it to feel like it's getting smaller. And I feel like I, there, there brings me so much joy when someone takes our program and we give them the tools of boundaries where it's like, we help them care for themselves of at a baby shower or in a, in a birth announcement situation or around a pregnant person or pregnant or baby shower section at Target or whatever it is, and they can go and have good boundaries does not mean that they dive in full 
force. Like we're not, we're not saying in a baby shower, if we have this thought of like, you become the captain of the baby shower brigade or something like I throw all baby showers. No, no, there's so, but I think that there is a way that you can do it where you can keep yourself safe and have good boundaries and still have a fuller life. Yes. Does that make sense? Nothing brings me more joy when someone comes back to me and says, oh my gosh, I actually engaged with this situation that I completely avoided before and it was okay. And I had good boundaries and I protected myself and I, you know, did X, Y, and Z, which is what we're going to talk about. Yeah. But it's almost like I had to let that out because I was sitting here thinking almost like it's hard. It's hard. Especially in the Instagram world, we're celebrated for having extreme boundaries. Mm-hmm. We're celebrated in, I just cut all the people out and I cut all the baby showers out and I cut all this out. And it's like, oh, what if there could be a better way? You know? Yeah. And it's hard. Sometimes I feel like for us, we're really trying to change this narrative. And yeah. sometimes I almost get insecure. Like, I don't want, I don't want people to think that I... I'm trying to help them have a fuller life. It's like that's what we're doing. In infertility, we're trying to help them have a fuller life. Yeah, and I think what... Does that make sense? I, I think it makes I totally sense. got emotional. It's because I read all their responses two <laughs> seconds before I went on this. You know what I mean? Which was great. I wanted to get a lot of people's perspective. And there was a lot of different perspectives. But an yeah. overwhelming perspective is I'm out. I don't do this at all. Yeah. And so I want I want to you come want to be people. sensitive to where they're at. I yeah. want to be sensitive to where they're at. Yes. Yeah. And and we're not telling anyone that they have to change immediately. Right. right. You know, we're not even trying to I think what I'm trying to say and hopefully it's coming across is I understand why people would make that decision. You know? Agreed. It's terrifying and it it's is. It's really, avoiding pain. It's really painful and it's really terrifying yeah. and it really sucks. Right. What I'm saying though is is not that I'm I'm not saying Oh, you're wrong. You shouldn't be in pain. You shouldn't be afraid. Right. What I'm saying, though, is by saying, oh, I just don't go. I don't know how much that actually protects you from the pain and the terrifyingness of it. Because I think you're like, I just don't go. But then you get the invitation and then it happens. How good is that coping mechanism holding up to the invitation? Right. I think you still plummet into the pain of it. Mm. You know, like I think you still enter into like, well, should I, should I not? Right. And you still wrestle with it. So I, well, I think the pain's still there, whether you go to baby showers or that's not. What I'm saying the, the pain, pain is still, still there. there. So I just don't know how helpful it is to, to write it off in the beginning and just say like, Oh, I don't go screw that. I'm never going to go to one. Right. I think you get the invitation. You enter into this whole process. You might as well just say it's scary and painful. So I'm going to try to figure it out. Right. And that's what we're depending on the person. I think depending on the person. And that's what we're going to talk about is instead of just putting up this thing that doesn't really hold Mm -hmm. you should, we should be a little bit more detailed about it. I think the perfect example is the like, Oh, I block out all haters. Right. But then someone says something negative that you love that you that you care about, and you're like, well, that really hurt me. And then you could almost, I mean, if you're being kind of if you're thinking about it, you could almost be like, I thought you blocked out all haters. And it's like, well, no, they you know what they mm-hmm. said really hurt. It's like, right, because we're people right. and we're humans and right. things really hurt. So I'm not saying that it's wrong to say, oh, block out all haters. Oh, I don't go to any baby showers. I'm just saying be realistic. Right. That if someone really close to you was like, hey, I'm having a baby shower. I know you. I know what you're going through. 
You don't have to go. I'd love for you to be there. Um, Like you're like an auntie, like we want you a part of this, but I get it. You don't have to go if you don't want to take the time, all the time you need. You're not going to be like, nope, I don't go. It's going to, you're going to wrestle with it. Right. You know, even if you do come to the conclusion that no, I'm not going to go. Right. It's like going to hurt. Right. Right. (laughs) So don't think that it's, don't think that like, we don't see you in what you're going through. Right. We, we, we've been there. We really view it. I'm just saying if you want to truly be protected, if you want to truly feel like you have your, you're resilient and Mm -hmm. like you have like your, like things lined up, then you might need to think about it more than just putting up this initial thing of, I don't go at all. Right. Right. And I think we're just pain avoidant. I think that's the whole theme of baby showers of why they're so hard is we're just pain avoidant. And we think if we just run away from them, then it won't be as painful. And I just don't, I don't know if I think that's true. The pain is still there, whether you go or not. Yes. I think there's some situations, some times in your infertility journey that it could be more painful than others, which is what we'll get to. Right. But it's like, we're just pain avoidant. And I just don't know if that's how you live a full life or be resilient person is just, I'm going to avoid all pain. So now that we got that all right, this podcast got uh, pretty serious pretty quickly. <laughs> I love that I started to cry and you gave me a look like, oh my gosh, you're crying. I'm like, I know. I never thought I'd cry in a baby shower podcast. <laughs> oh, maybe that yeah, says that where got, my emotional pulse is at right now. <laughs> that got intense. So, whew, never thought that happened. Okay, so let's break it down a little bit because yeah. I think there's an initial question that really needs to be dealt with by all people. Regardless of if you've been invited or, or if, to a baby shower, if you have one, like it's coming up, or just as a category, I think that this is the initial question is, do you actually go? Do you, right. a- should you, a- do you actually go to the shower? Right. Do you actually go to the party? Right. Do you partake in it? I think... There are reasons to believe, no, you do not. Right. And there are other reasons to believe, yes, you do. And I think we want to talk a little bit about some of the reasons why you would say no and some of the reasons why you would say yes. Yes. So I think a good reason. Let's start with no. Yeah, let's start with no. Okay. So no, you get the baby shower invitation in the mail. And I feel like this is something that you could think about as you're getting that invitation and deciding to go. Um, who is this person in your life is number one. There was baby shower invitations when we were going through our fertility journey where it was just a very obvious no to me. And I think this is helpful. Is this a fringe friend? Is this your husband's friend's wife that you don't really know? It's like, what are, what are they to you in your life? Because I do think that, that, you know, That's important. It's protecting yourself. It's yeah. protecting yourself and knowing the relationships. So if this is some work employee that you barely know, no, it's it could be a no. You know yeah. what I mean? That that yeah. could just be enough. Define the person in your life, the relationship to them in your life. I think that's number one. I think that's number one. For me as a, maybe this is my unique perspective is I actually feel like I would be more prepared and equipped if it were someone that I like hardly knew. Because it, it, it wouldn't mean that much to me. It would be like, okay, whatever. Like, right. I don't really know you. I don't, like a work random yeah. shower or something. Yeah. It would just be like, oh, okay. If it was like, honestly, like a, like a, not like maybe like, not like a best friend, but like a friend, I would be like, oh, that kind of hurts, you know? Right. But like just some random person. So, but I think the person is 
in both the yes and no category, the person is going to always come into play. Gosh, I never thought about the yes person could probably be more painful. Hmm. I think I yeah. put them all in the same pain category. Not for me. No. That shows the difference between you and I. <laughs> so I think, okay, the person is important. Person is important. So if you're going to, if if you say no, it's right. like, no, I'm not going to. Maybe this person, it's like, there's not enough of a pull to even be there, right? Right. Doesn't even right. make sense really. It would be like almost going out of your way to go there. I right. think the second one is, are you actually prepared to go to a situation like this? If you feel like the person is in this category of, I do want to go for them. I want to be there. But you're completely unprepared. And what I mean by unprepared is not like you've done something wrong, but maybe situationally you are in the middle of, oh gosh, it'd be insane. Like the middle of like a, of like a waiting period to find out if you're pregnant. Right. If, if you had just had bad news, just had a surgery that didn't go well, maybe you just had a loss and you're just like, I am not really even capable to get out into the world yet, but I'll go to this shower because yeah. I love this person. <laughs> That's hard. That might be a situation where you're like, I'm not in the right place. You know what right. I mean? Like some, I'm not in the right place to actually go back out and engage with society. Right. So this is not going to be like my first thing back out, you right. know? So I think, yeah, unprepared, not that you've done something wrong, but like you're not in a place where you could even be prepared to go. Like something horrible has happened to you and saying no is actually makes more sense for you. I like that. Number one, who are they in your life? Number two, where are you at emotionally? Yes. So you get That's that invitation. That's a way invitation. better way to put it, Jesse. Why I was thinking you, that the whole time, but I didn't, didn't interrupt you. Why didn't you just you. say this? <laughs> I was like, Wait, I'm say prepared. It say it again. Who Number is one. It? Okay, I'm, I'm literally thinking about the person standing in their kitchen, getting the invite in their hands. Get, you have the invite in your hands. Yeah. And number one, who are they in your life? And then number two, where are you at emotionally? So it should not be yet, yes or no. Mm, right. I mean, sometimes with some people, if it is a no, immediately there could be that. But like, say you're on the fence. You're like, I don't know. I don't know about this person or whatever. You're not sure about the relationship. Then number two should be, where are you at emotionally? And then where are you at in your journey? We say this all the time in our courses, our program. Are you in it or are you in it? Are you like fresh in an embryo transfer? Are you fresh in the two week wait? Are you waiting for surgery that's going to be during that time? Like, did you just have all of your embryos not go through to transfer? Like whatever it is, think about where you're at emotionally. Yeah. Where and you're, yeah, where you're at emotionally. So who's the, per, who's the person? Who's the person? What am I feeling? And where am I at in my journey? Where am I at in my journey? Right. Yes. Is your husband going to get test results on their sperm two days before that shower? Might not be a good time. You don't know if it's going to be good news or bad news. Like you just have to think and a little bit plan ahead to think about where you're at in your fertility journey. Right. And I think that honestly, if you follow those three things, that should be able to tell you yes or no. Right. And I think if the person, especially if the person knows what you're going through, yeah. which is an asterisk because mm -hmm. some people don't have any idea what you're going through, but if they do know what you're going through and you can share almost where you're at emotionally and where you're at fertility wise, yeah, I would hope that that would brew compassion. Right. I really hope that that would. I think it would. That yeah. that would brew compassion for them to be like, oh my gosh, I totally get it. We just had a miscarriage. That's right when we're, we're transferring whatever, an embryo, whatever it is. I hope that that would brew compassion. Right. I think if you follow those guide, if you follow that guide, I think you end up do getting more into the details of what's really going on. Right. Right. To me, that feels like a, 
if you can, if you can feel confident with those questions and you can really lean into them, right? I think you're going to feel more like you have more tools and feel like you feel a little bit more resilient, right? Yes. If it's like, okay, I'm going to sit and analyze who is this person to me. I'm going to sit where, where am I at right now? Like you might just not even be in a good space because of where you're at in life or just what's going on. Like there could be even other external factors yeah, that totally. play into life. it. But like where, where am I at? And then what's going on in my journey right now? I think that will tell you if you're prepared to go or not. Because also I think that we sit there and we psychoanalyze and just roll over our head. Yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. And then we don't have yeah. any sort of thought of where we are fertility wise or where we are emotionally. We got to get into it. Yeah. And so we got to think about that instead of the yes or no circle that we just go round and round and round. Yes. All, I think as I'm sitting here, I'm thinking... What are you thinking, Doug? What is going on in the mind of Doug Brown? Are you thinking of like 17 things like normally you do or just this? Normally, yes. No, I am thinking about just this. And I'm thinking what we're talking about requires people to really be able to do a lot of internal work. Yeah, Like it requires them to know what they're feeling yep. and know what they need and know how to communicate that. Yeah. So I, I don't want to take that for granted. Like I don't want to yeah. take that for like, oh, that's easy to do. Right. It's super hard to do. Um, obviously, like we're huge advocates for that mm -hmm. at Uniquely Knitted. We run groups that help people do that. Right. Um, if you haven't taken one, you should take one. Sign um, up. <laughs> but I'm just I'm sitting here thinking that's that is the work though. Is instead of just saying a huge statement like, oh, they don't bother me. I go to all of these baby showers. Right. Or I don't go to any of them. I hate them. I think what we're advocating for is diving into the work a little bit. Right. Who is this person to me? Like how connected to, am I to them? Right. Where am I emotionally at? Like, what am I feeling right now? Maybe that's a, maybe that's just a tough question in general right. that you don't like to normally look at normally. You know what I mean? Right. But this is the time to look at it. Yep. Cause yep. if you're like, no, I'm at the lowest I've ever been. Right. Maybe, maybe going and putting yourself in a really triggering environment is not great, you know? Right. But maybe if you're thinking like, I'm just so pissed off, but I probably could do it, you know? Right. Or like, I kind of do really care about this person and I would be more upset if I didn't go than if I did go, you know? Right. No, knowing that and being able to dive into the nuance of that is so hard. So I think this answers the yes or no is who are they in your life? Where are you at emotionally? And where are you at now or going to be when the shower is happening? Fertility wise. Yeah. And I think that can be a good funnel to figure out yes or no. Yeah. I think that it helps figure out which way to go. You know, yes. it's not like you're, you're never going to be like, Oh, I, uh, this just running through these three thoughts. And of course there's more factors and yes. stuff like that. I think right? it helps figure out and it makes it a little bit more nuanced. Yeah. I think one thing that we say in a lot of things that we do, and I really do think this is if you notice yourself trending towards an extreme yes. that gives you an opportunity or maybe should be like, mm, let's think about that. Right. Why am I trending towards a huge extreme? Right. So if you are, if the, if you're like, I have never been to a baby shower and every single one of like my closest people have had babies and I haven't gone to any one of them and I don't think about it. I don't talk about it. It's not a thing I would say that you is you're, trending, you're trending towards an extreme Right. Which gives you maybe pause to think like, okay, why am I trending so far in this direction? Mm -hmm. Likewise, 
if you're like, I go to every I keep, baby shower. Yeah, I keep going to these baby showers. I go to I my come, friends, 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 baby showers. And I come home and I'm just wrecked for right. weeks afterwards. And right. I don't know why I do it. It makes it a hundred percent worse. But I, every time I get an invitation, I go to the one at work. I go to this one. It's like, right. well, maybe that's trending in the opposite extreme. And there's reason to look and say like, well, why am I, right. why am I just like forcing myself to be in these situations? Right. I don't think an extreme, like any extreme gives us an opportunity to go like, that's not really how life is. Like life is way more nuanced and there's way more like yeses and nos that should be happening. If, if you were like, you know, I don't go to a lot, but if it were a person, you know, like there are a few that I would go to, it's like, that's probably healthy. Right, you know? right, right. I think that's basically what I was trying to say of like, though I don't think the world is black as black and white sometimes. Yeah, yeah. It's like, and I think it's a better way to put it is like avoid extremes. If you're, and if you are one of those people that are listening right now and you're thinking, oh my gosh, I am extreme. I'm going to every single baby shower or I haven't gone to baby shower in eight years. Maybe it's time to pause and think yeah. about why you're in the extreme that you're in. Okay, so here's the question then. Yeah. Final question is, you get to a place where you're like, okay. It's a yes. I do want to go. I do want to go to this one. I'm, this isn't like, we don't have to talk about a ton about it, but for this you, is a you, you have gone to baby yes. showers before and yes. I feel like you've done it in a way that's successful. To be perfectly honest, I don't have much to add because I, I, I don't go to many <laughs> baby showers. But so Doug's going to be mute I, for the next five minutes? I have seen you go and I've seen you do things that are like, oh, that feels unique and feels like very pointed. Like you decided to do this. Right. This way. Right. So say there is someone who's listening to this, you know, take, right. us, take us into it, Jesse. Right, right. It's not that the yes could mean that you are 100% emotionally great and you are not crying yourself to sleep over your infertility. Like, it's not that. It's just you're not sparkly and like clean and all that. It's that it's a yes. This is really hard to struggle with infertility and go to baby showers, but I'm okay or I'm this or that. And maybe nothing's going on fertility wise for a while, or I feel strong enough to go even in my cycle or whatever it is. But it doesn't mean that a yes means that you're not emotional or you're not, not having a hard time. Yeah. It just means that you are going to say yes to this and you yes. feel empowered to be like, okay, I'm going to say yes to this. So to the person that has said yes to going, number one, Doug loves when I unnumber things. Gotta Nothing n- makes people- Nothing makes people turn it off like a number. Like, oh no, how long is this going to go on? How many numbers are there? This how is a many, 10 list. Tell us how many numbers This there. is five things. Oh, that's not bad. Five things. Number one, it is okay to be happy for them and sad for you. And I just want to take a quick pause. You are not a bad person. You do not need to beat yourself up. You do not need to feel shame or guilt for being sad for yourself. Mm-hmm. This is reminding you baby showers, pregnancy announcements. It's reminding you that you don't have this. Yeah. And so it is okay to be happy for them and sad for you. And mm-hmm. you are not a bad person. Yes. I really want people to hear that because I think people have a lot of guilt. Like, oh, I'm such a horrible person. You're not a horrible person. It's what it is. Yep. Just is. Number two, grieve before you go. So 
take this invitation or whatever and take some space to grieve that this person that is close to you, probably if you're saying yes, is pregnant and feel all those feelings. So when the aunt grabs you, brings you a glass of champagne to toast the um, new baby, you're not breaking down and having an emotional breakdown in that moment. Yeah. It is also okay to cry all the way there and cry all the way home. <laughs> right. Do you feel like that fits, <laughs> it's into, okay. the, fits into the category of be like, be prepared. Pre- be prepared for it. Right. Yeah. Don't just go, Oh, this is, I'm going to say yes. And I'm going to en- avoid thinking about it until I get there. Yes. Might not be the best idea. Right. Like spend some time thinking about it. Like if you, if this is a yes to take some time in before then to think about it and think about, that this is painful and this is hard and this day will probably be painful for me. Take a moment to grieve. Don't just wait to see what happens. We should get that tattooed on our foreheads. Our foreheads. Don't just wait to see what happens. Cause I feel like we say that all the time. Prepare. Don't just wait to see what happens. I want on my forehead or t-shirt. Maybe that'll be a better thing. (laughs) Number three, don't go alone. Have a buddy. Oh yes. My best friend, Aaron was so great at this for me. Because we would go and not only is everything baby to the napkins, to the casseroles, to whatever, but the conversation is a lot of baby heavy stuff. And so, you know, when she could tell that the conversation was going round and round and stuff like that, she would just put her hand on, on, on my leg or she would change the subject or so it was just so nice to sometimes not even have to advocate for myself or feel just alone, like to have a buddy, to have someone who knows what you're going through and can kind of just even check on you in the bathroom or just even just be there to know that it's like what, what you're feeling and how you're doing that they can just be in it with you. So have a buddy. To me, that's if, if it were me, that would be the most important one. Yeah. Like I think even if I didn't spend a lot of time grieving or if I, you know, if I wasn't feeling whatever about it, having someone who knew what I had gone through would be an absolute change. Yep. That would be the thing that really changed the whole thing. Can I just add why? For me, it would be like someone who I could like joke around with and almost be like snarky with. You know what I mean? Yeah. Someone who, who could almost see the world through my eyes and we could yes, be sad about it and have those intense moments, but also joke and kind of like get me. Yeah. That would change it all. That would, I could do, I'm, I could probably be in most any situation in life if I'm with someone who knows me. Right. Right. Yep. I totally agree. Number four, which I think is very, very, very important. Show up late. Oh, I like that. That's very practical. No, it is show up late. It takes about 35 minutes to 45 minutes for everyone to get there. It does not start at two when it says that it starts at two. (laughs) And that is when the most bombs of conversation about babies, Mm. conversations towards you. When are you going to have another one? All that kind or another one. That's the mingle. When are you going to have one? When are you going to have a baby? When are you going to do that? When are you going to do that? It's like, all that really festers in that amount of time. Oh, yeah. So I would say 35 minutes to 45 minutes late is your gold. If you can come in and they're starting the buffet line, ideal. Avoid the mingle. Avoid the mingle because the table might have a little bit of that, you know, those kind of things. That's, but That's minimal mingle. It's minimal mingle. It's the way to avoid the most small talk and the most avoidant of those questions towards you. Yeah. So I am a 35 to 45 minute late 
baby shower person. The mingle actually is a very, it's almost like a little More triggering, triggering and, and kind of uh, free for all. Cause and who's going to say something? How am I going to feel? It's like, we're all just standing around. Whether no one knows or everybody knows, you feel like everyone's looking at you. Yeah. Or, or if, if, if no one knows, you're just afraid. Oh no, they're going to come to me. Are they going to ask yeah. me a question? All that kind of stuff. And then if, if a lot of people know what you're going through and a lot of people know you're struggling, that's when you get the, Oh yeah. Or, mm, or sad eyes or whatever. So avoid, avoid that space. I feel like. Can I add something to that? That this is, you know, I've, like I said, haven't gone to a ton of baby showers, but could be in that same way of thinking is maybe you're 30, 45 minutes late. And then maybe right as soon as it, it's over or, you know, as it's winding down, you walk up, give a hug. Say, I love you. I see you. So grateful to be here. Then boom, you're out. You're, Are you doing you, number five? You're doing number five. Oh, was that number five? That's number five. I'm so smart. I guessed for number not, five. For not going to any baby showers, you really are smart in this subject. Oh my gosh. I can't believe I guessed number five. Okay, so now that you've shown up 35 to 45 minutes late, hopefully just avoided the games because they're miserable, my own personal opinion, and um, just eaten some food and then gone through some of the gifts, I would have an exit plan. So sometimes when you're struggling and especially in this kind of environment, there can be things that just throw you off guard. Mm -hmm. I remember one time I walked into a baby shower and they used my name. So I was, it was a hundred percent. Yes. I was feeling emotionally okay. And we weren't doing anything fertility wise in that moment. And I walked in and I totally got triggered and totally had an upset moment. So I had an exit plan. I I ended up actually having a moment in the bathroom and a friend was there for me and it was okay. But I could see someone maybe needing to leave. So it is okay. And this might be, again, how I say like a festering ground for like triggering things. And there might just be times where, but this is why this is so important to have a buddy where you can look at someone and be like, I have to go or something happened or whatever. So have an exit plans. If you get triggered and you can't, and you're really having a hard moment keeping it together, mm-hmm. what you can say, what you can do to be like, Oh, I got to go. Recap the five for us real quick. So recap the five is you are not a bad person. If you are happy for them and you're also an okay person, if you are happy for them, yeah, like it's okay. Like I feel, I feel like I hear a lot from people of you know, I'm happy for them because I don't want anyone to experience what I'm experiencing. Right. So that's okay too. It's okay to be happy for them and sad for you. You are not a bad person. Grieve before you go. Take some time to think about this person is now pregnant and you're going to our baby shower. How does that make you feel? Journaling is a great tool for that. Don't go alone. Have a buddy. Mm-hmm. My favorite. Sh- yep. Show up late and avoid small talk. 35 to 45 minutes late, I think is the ideal time and then have an exit plan have an exit plan if and when you are triggered if something really bad happens or how are you going to leave what is your cutoff time thank you for listening to the infertility feelings podcast a show produced by the nonprofit uniquely knitted this is your place to process cry and laugh about infertility We are so grateful to all of our wonderful donors who support this work. If you would like to learn more about how we serve the community and support the work of Uniquely Knitted, we encourage you to check us out at uniquelyknitted.org. If you enjoy this podcast and would like more people to hear it, please give us a rating and a comment in Apple Podcasts. 
This is the best way for more people to hear these conversations. If you need to talk to someone about your feelings, please reach out to us. We are here to help you. If you would like to learn more about our unique process groups, please follow the link in our show notes. See you guys next week.